Merry Christmas, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Gather at the Table. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you some traditions from family, friends, and of course myself. So settle in, get cozy, and let's dig in. This time of year is special for so many reasons, but some of the things about this season that make it special are the traditions and of course the food. And as a girl that likes to eat, I say, bring it on. So for this episode, I asked friends and family to send in their traditions, especially those that have to do with food, because I'm not the only one at this table. I hope you enjoy these as much as I do. Oh, and FYI, I'm a crier, so there's that. Let's get started. So the first one is from my cousin Jake and his family. He says, since starting my own family, we have developed a very food-based tradition for the holidays that started about five years ago now. We're not big on doing a giant turkey or ham for dinner, but everybody loves sides. So for our Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner, everybody gets to pick their favorite side dish. And we make a huge meal of that. That way, everybody is guaranteed to get a heaping helping of something they like. You know, my cousin has something going on with that. Because think about the sides that we have during the holidays. I mean, green bean casserole, sweet potato casserole with maybe those ooey gooey marshmallows on top. You have your corn and your carrots. Sides matter. Think about those creamy mashed potatoes that goes well with gravy or the scallop potatoes dripping with cheese. Yeah, I can completely get on board with just having a sides dinner. Thanks, Jake. The next one is from my friend, Tammy. She says, traditions are interesting things. For the Thomas family, our food traditions have grown as our family has grown. Each of our sons has married and we have added and adapted the traditions of our daughters-in-law. But some things stay the same. I always make homemade dinner rolls and I have to make enough for each of my son's families to take home with them. One day out of the blue, my five-year-old grandson said, Grandma, All I can think about is your dinner rolls. Need I add that I made extra just for him? Another case in point is a simple salad that I make every year. Pink stuff. It is a salad my mother made, and I have continued making it. I know many people make this salad or variations of it. Mine consists of raspberry jello, cottage cheese, pineapple, and Cool Whip. One year... I decided to make it with orange jello, and my boys refused to eat it. So that settled that. Pink stuff it is. I have one grandson who asked me to make it every time he comes to visit. One of our daughters-in-law won't touch it because it has cottage cheese in it, but we love her anyway. As I said before, we have tried to include some of the foods our daughters-in-law like. For instance, Kaylin, our youngest son's wife, makes great cornbread stuffing. So when we are with them, she makes the stuffing. Last year, I tried to make it because Adam and Kaylin could not be with us. I thought it was a disaster. One of my personal traditions, if it can be called that, is to try something new every year. 
It might be a new kind of vegetable or pie. One year I tried making a chocolate pie and putting it in an Oreo cookie crust. That was a major success and is now a regular part of our dessert menu. This year, I'm going to try a recipe for Brussels sprouts. That sounds delicious. We will see if my husband will at least try it. The best thing about food traditions is found in the love we share with the people with which we eat. Looking around the table and watching my family join in prayer and conversation as we partake of the meal we have prepared brings such joy to my heart. I feel so blessed to be with them. That is more important than who likes cottage cheese or who prefers cornbread stuffing to my northern bread stuffing. The people make the celebration, not the food. Thanks, Tammy, so much for sharing. You know, you're talking about pink stuff, and I actually make a variation of pink stuff. Mine's with cherry pie filling, condensed milk, crushed pineapple, Cool Whip, and those mini marshmallows. Mix it all up, stick it in the fridge, and boom, pink stuff. Maybe you have a variation or want to try one of these this year. I like having the tradition of doing something new each year. How cool is that? Maybe that's something to do this year. Next is from our friend Anna. She says, I know most families have their stories start with getting their parents up super early and rushing downstairs to tear into all of the presents. Well, we did the complete opposite in my family. While most people are probably up before the crack of dawn, myself and my two older siblings were still in bed. Why no rush, you may ask? Well, it's simple. My dad was still wrapping gifts and hiding them. See, he worked pretty long hours and usually saved wrapping until the last minute which was Christmas morning. But you may be wondering about the hiding portion. One of our coolest traditions is my dad creating a treasure hunt for each of us to find a gift hidden somewhere in our house or outbuildings. We would each have several clues that would eventually lead us to a gift. The clues could involve riddles, science, math, periods of history, famous people, music history and theory, and rhymes. So many fun memories, and now he shares them with the next generation by creating treasure hunts for not just his kids, but his grandkids too. Thank you, Anna, for sharing. Maybe a treasure hunt is something new that you would like to try this year. Next is from my friend Amy. She says, my grandmother Lee lived in Georgia, and almost every single Christmas, we drove there from Oklahoma it didn't matter what time of day we arrived, morning or midnight. We were always greeted with big hugs and a roast, potatoes, carrots. I can see her saying, oh, you have traveled all day and you must be hungry. Then she would pull that delicious roast out of the oven. Her birthday was December 19th and my Aunt Becky's was Christmas Eve. So many of my Christmas memories are also filled with cherished memories of celebrating them. My grandmother always had something chocolate for her birthday. Mississippi mud cake was one of her favorites. I think my grandmother ate one dub dark chocolate every single day. She always had a dish full in the dining room. I remember watching her take just one and savoring it. For Christmas dinner, grandmother always made cranberry shrub for a special Christmas dinner drink. It was fancy glasses with cranberry juice, ginger ale, and lime sherbet. It always looked so pretty and Christmassy on the table. 
I remember thinking how cool it was to have ice cream with my dinner. I've continued to make this for my family. My grandmother also used her china and cloth napkins. None of that paper plate business. I have and use some of her china now, and it is so special to me. Of course, we always have pecan pie, roast turkey, sweet potatoes, cornbread dressing, corn casserole, and mashed potatoes and gravy. My grandmother would make homemade Sunday dinner crescent rolls. My cousin in Georgia would have a caramel cake every year that would just melt in your mouth. I don't know what magic was in it, but it was heavenly. She bought one each year from a lady in her church. One of my favorite less traditional sides my grandmother made every year was a layered vegetable salad. I've continued to make this. My mom's little sister loved peppermint. When my mom was 10 years old, she decided to create a peppermint cake for her little sister, whose birthday was on Christmas Eve. She made a cake with crushed peppermint in it, and my mom has made it every year for Christmas Eve for 60 years now. My aunt passed away unexpectedly 14 years ago, but we have continued to make peppermint cake to remember her. When I was thinking about this, I realized I don't think I've actually eaten a piece of it, even though we have still made it since she passed. That made me feel sad. It was my brother's favorite growing up too, and my son Asher loves it. When I had my first child, my mom decided to start making the peppermint cake with a Santa face to add something new and fun to the tradition for her grandchildren. When we had kids, we also decided to start doing a big brunch Christmas morning at our house. Christmas Eve, we have our nice family turkey dinner. Christmas morning is always homemade cinnamon rolls, bacon-wrapped brown sugar little smokies, egg casserole and fruit, and we always make a birthday cake for Jesus. Amy added this about sugar cookies. We always bake way too many and have a day that all we do is decorate cookies. Then they pick a few to put away in the freezer for Santa. Otherwise, they will get eaten up. We have tried different gingerbread recipes over the years, too. Thanks so much, Amy. You're not only thinking about your traditions, but the memories that go along with them. Remembering those that are no longer here with us, but still finding a way to remember them. And I'm a brunch girl, so Christmas brunch, completely down. This next one is from my friend, Mariella. Christmas in the Mexican culture is an amazing time for us. Although I am Mexican-American, we've kept several of our traditions still very much alive in our home here in the United States. During the Christmas holiday, there are many festivals and traditions celebrated throughout the month that even run into January of the following year. Let me not forget to mention the amazing foods and drinks served. One tradition in particular, Las Posadas, celebrated yearly from December 16th to the 24th, commemorates the nine months of Mary's pregnancy. For the nine days we gather in different families' homes where we pray, sing, and eat some of our traditional posada foods. Tamales made from masa and steamed corn husk. The tamales can be filled with cheese or shredded meat like chicken or beef. Some even are filled with fruits or beans or veggies. Pozole is also a delicious stew made with pork or chicken. Hominy served with delicious toppings like lettuce, radishes, 
shredded cabbage, cilantro, and lime wedges. Next, we have bunuelos, which symbolize good luck and are the ultimate party dessert at a posada. They are deep fried in paper-thin dough, round-shaped and covered in cinnamon sugar, which goes well with ponche, a hot fruit punch with cane sugar and fruits in it. Or Café de Olla, another big hit made with Mexican ground coffee, cinnamon, and raw dark sugar. These are just a few of the many dishes served in Las Posadas. You can rest assured you will be leaving with a full belly and a happy heart. Wow, Mariella, thank you so much for sharing. The festival, what it commemorates, and all the food? <sighs> Yummo. The next one is from my cousin Jessica. And I'm just going to start out by saying, y'all, this girl knows how to write. And you'll see why I say that. Jessica writes, I thought this assignment would be easy. Finding a Christmas tradition centered around food is like finding a pimple on your body. Everyone has one. Worse, everyone is apt to have the exact same one in the exact same place at the exact same time. Probably not best to begin a podcast about food and family with pimples. Ah, well, too late now. Anyways, my family has always been a big fan of tradition. We put our own spin on it, of course. Who doesn't? But our version of Christmas tends to mimic the Hallmark movies and all their controversial glory. Neatly wrapped presents stacked beneath the tree, Mariah Carey crooning in the background, hot chocolate bubbling in the kitchen. Christmas is one of my family's favorite holidays. So slipping into that bright, cheery mood was a painless, unequivocal decision, as was deciding the year's menu. We all had our specific dish. My mom always requested sweet potato casserole, an easy ask as she typically cooked most of the food. My dad was in charge of the turkey. One year, we had ham, and my siblings and I nearly rioted. And whatever else his self-lauded taste buds wanted that year. My brother liked mashed potatoes and macaroni, and rolls, and corn, and anything else that was warm and starchy. My sister's preferences changed depending on the year. As for me, well, all I really cared for was a store-bought stuffing mix from Stovetop. I'm not proud of this character flaw. In fact, when I found out it was not homemade, I threatened to give away all my gifts. But the heart wants what the heart wants, and my heart wanted store-bought stuffing. We never did Christmas dinner, it was always Christmas lunch, which was probably for the best considering none of us had the patience to last past 10 a.m. without food. And once we finished unwrapping our gifts, we'd sprawl in the living room to the tune of either Hallmark or football while the prep work began. Since I'm not a cook and have zero aspirations to become one, my self-appointed task was to sit back and watch the mayhem in the kitchen. It was entertaining. More entertaining than football, depending on whose house we were visiting. But as I grew older, I developed a fondness for the bustle. It was like watching a dance, in a way. All the people weaving in and around each other. All the near misses and sometimes devastating spills. Thankfully, none of the desserts were ever sacrificed. I liked it, and when I was older, I decided to join the chaos. There's beauty in the mundane, a sense of holiday and joy even when you're elbow deep in a turkey's guts. And though I'm still not a cook or a baker or a sous chef or anything of the like, I enjoy participating in the ritual. 
It's tradition. Happy holidays, dear listeners, and Merry Christmas from my family to yours. Jessica, you're a rock star. I mean, who would have thought? Pimples, food, and traditions. But hey, it happened. The next one is from our dear friends Edson and Ketsia. Back in the Caribbean, particularly Haiti, there is a long tradition of Christmas Eve called Réveillon. Réveillon is a long dinner held in the evening preceding Christmas Day. Its name descends from the French word Réveille, meaning waking, because participation involves staying awake until morning as the meal finishes. This tradition was inherited by the nobility in France for the night-long party dinners back in 18th century. Eventually, the practice is being observed in Belgium, France, Brazil, Quebec, and other French-speaking places all over the world. As for my family, our Christmas tradition involves opening presents on Christmas Eve, eating an exceptional meal that is typically prepared for the occasion, and sipping on some nice hot chocolate so we could have a cozy night watching live performances on TV. I can still feel the joy, the laughter from the neighbors enjoying time with their family, the smell of the food cooking, the cacophony of different music playing. It is an extravagant feast that usually lasts the entire night as we sing and dance all night long. In fact, it is one of the rare nights we were allowed as kids to stay up late. Honestly, The food is my favorite part. Our classic Christmas meal include an array of different dishes, such as Haitian mushroom rice, fried plantains, Haitian griot, fried pork with tons of flavor that will burst throughout your mouth, warm plate of macaroni au gratin, Haitian macaroni and cheese, beet salad. It's a salad russe type dish that is made with a mix of beets, carrots, potatoes, and a creamy mayonnaise dressing. Picklees, it's a mix of finely shredded cabbage, carrots, green peas, peppers, and other ingredients marinated in vinegar. It's hot, spicy, and full of flavor. A stew with root vegetables, greens, and meat according to your preference. For dessert, delicious homemade sweet potato pudding. Homemade cremas, a rich creamy coconut infused flavor with just the right touch of rum. On the next day, Christmas Day, dinner tends to be a repeat of the same thing we ate on Christmas Eve. Thank you, Edson and Ketsia, so much for sharing. What a tradition, singing, dancing all night long and all that wonderful food. We're going to have to celebrate Christmas sometime with you all. The next set of traditions are from my mama. Putting out orange apples, candy canes, and nuts on a plate at grandmother's. Julie's dad making Polish cookies, Italian cookies. Making a finger food supper on Christmas Eve. Always try to go to the Christmas Eve service, take communion. Reading the Christmas story of Jesus every Christmas morning before opening presents. Me and my friend taking the Christmas house tour going to Williams Tavern at Old Washington, when little or a young girl going to grandmother's house in Arkansas, having big Christmas dinner with aunts and uncles, cousins, fishing for crawdads in the ditch. Thanks, Mom. So 
there's a special treat on the podcast today. My sugar plum is going to tell you his traditions. Take it away, Brian. Oh, I wouldn't go for traditions. The main one I wanted to talk about is, as far back as I can remember, my grandma Sackett uh, would make Christmas candies. Mostly chocolates, like a cherry mash or peanut butter balls, and the absolute best peanut butter fudge you've ever eaten. But she'd also make toffee and and Butterfingers and Baby Ruth's and all sorts of stuff. She'd also tell about the time she made pinto bean fudge and would always tell stories about the other not-so-stellar attempts at making candy. But now that she's passed on, my mom and, and my aunt carry on that tradition using my grandma's recipes, and I actually asked for those recipes the other day so that I can keep that tradition going on for another generation. Thanks, sweetheart. Thanks, Dumplin', for sharing. We've talked about so many different traditions today. Now I'm going to share a few of mine. I remember growing up at church, we would be given a bag that had an apple, an orange, nuts, and a candy cane. In my family on my mom's side, there was always this little game called Christmas Eve gift, and we continue it today. And what it is is you try to say Christmas Eve gift first to somebody else. I also remember around the holidays, cookies, pizzelles, kolachkis, nut cups. There were like little mini pecan pies. On Christmas Eve, sometimes there would be an anapasta tray. For me, the Christmas dinners that stick out is when we had Italian food. Lasagna, chicken cacciatore. My dad would make his own Italian dressing. Meatballs. Good food. When we would all get together at my grandma's, there was so much food. And it was so cold in the garage that usually, most of the time actually, there would be food out there. Brian and I were trying to think over some of the traditions that we have that specifically have to do with food. And I'm sorry to say the only one we have is having cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. But today's a new day and it's a new season. And so you know what? We're going to make some new traditions. And maybe you don't have any traditions that you call just your own. But you know what? It's a new day and it's a new season for you. So I hope this season that you take time, slow down, and gather around the table with your family and friends. That you keep those traditions alive while forging new ones. Maybe this season when you go out to eat, Give your waiter or waitress a little extra if you can. Or maybe sending a thank you note to your favorite restaurant owner. Or you know what? Maybe giving them something from your kitchen. If you have a food story or memory or an idea that you would like to share, please send those to gatherthetable22 at gmail.com. Or visit us at our Facebook page or on Instagram where we are at Gather at the Table Podcast. Well, that's a wrap today, folks. Thank you for listening, and Merry Christmas from our table to yours.